Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hey, folks. You're listening to The Dork Forest, or about to. The website's JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. If you like determiners, FamilyPetAncestry.com, if you like jokes, because uh, that just leads you to JackieCation.com. Those are the websites, the credits. Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song. You just heard he sang it with his wife, Sarah Cohen. He'll sing the song at the end, his words to the Mexican hat dance. Patrick Brady fixes this audio. Vilmos fixes my website, JackieCation.com. There are several ways to support the show if you want to support the show. Most basic way, the PayPal button. Donate. Knock yourselves out. There's a PayPal button on JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com. You can also Venmo me at Jackie at JackieCation.com, where you can also email me and say things. Another way to support the show, pretty painless, the Amazon button. On both JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com, there's a link, a banner to the Amazon page where you just order like normal. Uh, doesn't cost you extra. It just supports the show. There is also merch, very direct, at JackieCation.com, a whole merch situation. You can get Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirts. You can get Dork Forest t-shirts. You can get my stand-up comedy t-shirts. All the, com- all the t-shirts are union-made here in the United States of America, so they run a little big because they're made by Americans. There's also my CDs and my DVD. All of that is available uh, digitally as well, but if you want hard copies, you go to JackieCation.com, the merch page. Not available on the merch page are a couple of enamel pins that I haven't added to the merch page yet, and they are Meat Shield pins and Spooky Reading Girl pins. Email me, Jackie at JackieCation.com, if you want those pins. Um, there's also a calendar of my stand-up comedy. There are premium episodes of The Dork Forest, which are episodes that I've taped live, and they cost me a couple of bucks to make, so I charge you a couple of bucks for them. So if you've run through all of the free ones, go to thedorkforest.bandcamp.com and get a live premium episode if you'd like. The YouTube page is on fire. That's right. There's teaser clips on the Jackie Cation Dork Forest YouTube page, but there's also... The entire episode, the whole episode of The Dork Forest are now uploaded to YouTube. So if you can't listen to iTunes or whatever at work, you can just have this on in the background with a beautiful picture of the guest and the logo. Enough already. Let's get into the show. (laughs) Five, four, three, two, one. Hello and welcome to The Dork Forest. Oh, my God. Impromptu beloved returning guest. Clearly frog in my throat. Welcome to The Dork Forest. Andy Ashcraft. Well, hello. It's nice to be here. You're sitting on your own couch. I'm sitting on my own couch in my own living room with my own wife, yes. and it's and it's a blessing, honestly. <laughs> it's a delight. You came back, but I wanted to talk to you uh, about Gen Con. Oh yes, and I thought let's record it, <laughs> right? Because, uh, well, people want to know. It's true. It was a dorky event. It was very dorky. You've been, this is your fourth year? That's right. So Gen Con is uh, one of the biggest uh, board game and tabletop game conventions in the U.S. It was me and about 60,000 other people descending on the... Is it 60? It's 60. I thought it was 80. but I thought it was 82. I I love that it's... I was corrected. I love that. I'm sure you were. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Actually, it's 60, 60. actually. It's about 60. Uh, (laughs) I have been, I believe, once... Yes, I think you came with me one year because you had uh, a comedy I'd, show. I'd work that week. Right, uh, in Indianapolis. Right. Which you had managed to uh, make coincide with the right with the con, which was awesome. It was awesome. Never to be repeated, clearly, but uh, so be it. Well, you know. Mm-hmm. What, uh, so 60,000 people gather. It's, it was a different kind of con, because it's not standing in line to watch panels. Right. I mean, there are a few of those sorts of things that you can do. I yeah. never do, because I have games to play. <laughs> As do 58,000 other people. Right, right. But, I mean, there's, they even have, like, like there was a late-night uh, uh, um, like burlesque show right, but there's no, in the like, convention. But there's no, like, Infinity War. No, 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 it's no. It's not there's like Comic-Con. No, no. These are not people. These are not media people descending to hawk their wares to us it's blessedly just the board game industry it's just the board game the and, industry and role-playing game industry that's there 
is going to be the board game and role playing industry. That's right. And um, notoriously, I not mean, a pile and, of haircuts. Right, and they're there to hawk their 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 business too. Right. right? So and find new games. And, right. Right. So there's a big dealers room with 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 a ton of people giving demos for games that they want want you to buy and. Right, but people. But here's my favorite part that you told me about mm-hmm. <laughs> is that it's literally just people looking to play a, a game. Oh yeah, there's huge halls where you you go into the hall and it's just it's just rows and rows and rows and rows and rows of folding tables with with cheap plastic uh, table uh, tablecloths on them. What if you're shy? Well, is it is it can you is there a place nothing, to just sign up? There, yeah, there's nothing there's nothing better than. Uh, than 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 games for shy people because you don't have to come up with something to talk about. No, no, but you do have to somehow approach a, a table. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there are, there are events. There are some I think like fourteen thousand events that you can you can go online. You can look at the at the event list and you can sign up. Okay. And you get a ticket. And okay. you go and you and and you present that ticket to the people running the game and you're in. Okay. And then you show up at the designated time and place. Yep. And they say, "Are you?" Beelzebub, and you'll say, I am, and they'll say, please sit, because nope. we are going to play not, a game. It's not even that complicated. No? Nope. They don't even know. Oh, the they, people running just, the game are just like, I hope someone shows up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so if you're Beelzebub, you would go up and say, here's my ticket. Here's my ticket. This my, is where I come to play this game. Right. And then someone will verify that. Yeah, and you will sit exactly. and play that game. Exactly. I love that. I love that I don't, because sometimes I get, I get self-conscious mm-hmm, approaching mm-hmm. people that are already seated playing yep. a game. Right. Can I play? Right. Holy smokes, the, the just the nightmare oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. reaction to that sentence. <laughs> right, right. I mean, sometimes you'll go and you'll watch, you'll watch a demo, and mm-hmm. then you'll say, and you'll, you'll, you'll think, I want to play this, but you have to wait until the demo's over, and then you, you jump into the next demo. Okay. And that's, so, and that's easy. That's like and that's not even a ticket. That's just stand there and wait for them to, to get done showing the game. That's putting your quarter up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. So that's easy. That's easy. Now, how? so it's 60,000 people. Yeah. How big is the convention center? How many rooms are there? Oh, my gosh. Um, is it like a block? It's like three blocks long. Okay. And then the uh, there's stuff that goes on. They've expanded out of the convention center, and in the, all the local hotels have role-playing games going on in the conference rooms. Oh, okay. And then uh, they also expanded out. There's a, big, there's a big section of things that happen in the local stadium that's, a, that's also attached oh, wow. to the convention center. What's at the stadium? A sporting event? Well, I mean, it's normally sporting events. Yeah. But, they've, but you just basically get the they've, – they've taken that whole center area of, this, of it and turned it into more game space. Oh, Wow. Holy smokes. Right. I mean, the convention is so big, I didn't even get to that building. Right. In four days that I was there. Right. <laughs> right. Because you went on Wednesday. And right. it officially starts on Thursday, Thursday, right? And ends on Sunday. And you came home on Monday. And so. I came home on Monday. Because you want the whole day on Sunday. Right. Because I find that there's there's games to be played after the convention is over. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you hang out in the hotel lobbies. Oh, right, right, because people are just kind of milling about, yeah, yeah. looking for someone to play a game with. Right, right. And in this <laughs> case, I actually set up. I actually organized. Okay. Because uh, you uh, went to first playtest. Yeah, there's, a, there's one room uh, that I really like called the First Exposure Playtest Hall run by um, uh, a company called Double Exposure. Okay. And uh, they do such a great job. They run conventions on the East Coast as well. Oh, okay. Basically, they run game designer conventions on the East Coast. Oh, wow. And they and their this hall is um, uh, where you sign up as a game designer and you can bring a prototype, mm-hmm. and uh, they give you a certain number of slots and uh, time slots to run your prototype, and right. then they make sure that you have people sitting at your table. Oh, they do. Yeah, they do. Oh, that's kind of amazing. Right. They or they they do that. They basically have this 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 organized thing where people come in and get a get a number and then the, and a and ticket then, and a ticket and then they. And then they send people to, to your table when you need people to play. Okay. Wow. Which is super cool. Okay. And yeah, so I ran uh, uh, playtests of Time Empire mm-hmm. there, and then I also organized one f- with um, with one of the uh, one of the Joko. Joko oh, someone from guys. the Joko yeah. Cruise. Yeah, Andy Aronson. 
Okay. Nice guy. Oh, I met him. Also another uh, game designer guy. Oh, cool. And some of his friends to uh, to play test Time Empire after the con. Right. So how many times? Because you have this game that you've been working on. It's a board That's right. game. And third year anniversary, by the way, <laughs> of well, me working on this game because it was pitched to me by Ed Baraff. Uh, exactly three years ago, Gen Con. <laughs> Murder of Crows. That guy. That guy. That guy. And Sibling Trouble. Sibling's Trouble. And Today, um, this time he had a new game as well, right? That's right. Um, he's, well, he's got a, he's got a, a handful of, of prototypes that he's, that he's the, working on because he's publishing now. Right. And he's, so, and he's published a couple, too. Right. He publishes through a company, his own company called Pencil First Games. Pencil First. And um, so, but Time Empire is... It's one of these. It's it's like a settlers kind of game where there's strategy. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a worker placement, uh, area control, uh, time travel strategy game. It's a, yeah. I mean, I think of it as a time travel strategy. Game. Right, right. All those <laughs> other things are are game designer are for talk, the... <laughs> which is which is good. I mean, and people for love the nuanced game designer. <laughs> Right for the for the the dorks who know about game design. That's right. So um, work replace worker replacement worker placement worker placement. That's right. So okay, that's a, a style of game where you have you have a small number of of guys. Right. And when you take to take an action, you take one of your guys and you place him on a thing that gives you that 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 does the action. Okay. Um. So this damn thing is clicking. But I, uh, fuck it. So, what? uh, I know there's no. been some cursing. No, uh, no so, curse. so, yeah, so you, you get a certain number of meeples, you buy these through like whatever, there's places you can go, and you go to the dollar store a fair amount. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the game, but yes. I do go to the dollar store to get stuff. Right. Um, I currently, uh, hate these microphones. Oh, and I want you to talk. Okay. How about now? How about now? Let's is hear this it. Better? Is this better? It is good. I can hear me. It is well good. It is it, well good. It is well good. It is well good. I will. Uh, we're not using the mic stands because I got lazy, and uh, I apologize. <laughs> and uh, the dork forest still free. Still free. Live it up, you guys. Have. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> We have a very busy day ahead of us. <laughs> oh, to, to, literally the only day I've got. Right, and the only so, day. And uh, you say that sarcastically, but no, it is. No. <laughs> but it is sadly true. So um, I would like many days in a row of just lying here. And yes. uh, that would be my dorkdom. Would be oh, the yeah. lying down. Just lying down. The lying down. Napping. Mm-hmm. Reading some comics, playing some Marvel puzzle quest. Sure, that would be great. So you playtested Time Empire like four times. Five times. Five times. Because it was Thursday morning, Friday morning, Saturday morning, Sunday morning, and then Sunday night. Yep. That's great. So four in that first exposure room. That's right. And five with people you met. Right. Right. And it went very well. And I got lots of notes. And I have lots of ideas on how to, how to, how to fix some things and change some things. All right. And uh, Ed agreed with me that we're, we're, we're nearly there. We're nearly there. We need to start thinking about, about art style and art production and how, it, how it's all going to work together. But he's, he's got big plans for it. Good. Did, yeah. he like, did, he, did he have a good time playing it this time? Well, he didn't play. He just came and watched. Right. He came and sat he's in on the... He's played different iterations. Though. He's played different iterations of it. He came and sat in on the, on the, the first exposure playtest hall, playtests. All watched. of them? Uh... I can't remember whether he was there exactly every day, but he was there most days. He probably was there three days. Because you had an early slot. I did. I went 8 a.m. <laughs> 8 a.m. And, uh, and people were worried. They are like, are you going to have enough players? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's 60,000 people at this convention. I need four of them. That's true. Once a day, four people. Right. And like Joko, there's like two different kinds of people who go to these things. They're the people who stay up super late. Drinking single malt whiskey, playing <laughs> Jenga, and other strategy games. It's true. And then there's people who go to bed at like 10 and get up at 6 in the morning. And, right. And or, or there are people who have children that get them up at 6 in the morning. Who get them up and then they, and they then have they're to... they're like, well, let's go do something fun today. 
Right. On a, especially on a weekend. Let's go to this game convention. Okay. So did you have kids? I, di- I have had. This time I didn't. Okay. Because the game is more strategery. Right, right. Um, but in previous <laughs> years, I have had kids. Okay. Kids and moms and kids and dads and... Just kids and kids. Yeah. Did, wait, didn't one time, didn't you have kids and kids and then the dad just bailed? He's like, here, take yeah. care of my kids. <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> that happens. <laughs> right. That happens more at the local conventions than at, than at Gen Con, I think. Okay. Because Gen Con is so big, you know, I don't think you want to uh, abandon... Like, you, your kids could get lost. You could lose your kids in a crowd. Yeah, in 60,000. Yeah. You're definitely... Yeah, you should keep them on a leash. Yep. Some sort of leash. So um, so it's a work re- replacement. What, now, why would they name it that? When it's hard to say work... It's, rep- what, it's really word- not hard to say worker, <laughs> worker placement. Placement. There's too many R's and P's and, <laughs> and work it's replacement. Re- no. <laughs> it's worker placement. Yes. Yes. And um, so you take a meeple, you, pl- you place them somewhere on the timeline. Yep. And there's, there's a, and and something happens, right? And then at the end of the round, once everybody's placed their their agents, their, right. their time traveling agents, right? The timeline resolves, and uh, time flows forward, and there's sort of a, a domino effect of of events that can ca- sort of cascade to the present. Oh, right, right. And then uh, at the end of the game, mm-hmm. uh, everything that has has cascaded to the present is what scores. So you want things to basically start filling up your empire in the. And it's right now. It's four rounds. It's three. It's three rounds. Oh right, right. Okay. So, so everyone, so you go around. Like if you get two or three agents, each person has two or three agents to play with. That's right. You place an agent. Whatever you, wherever you place them, you either get something or affect something. That's right. And it's instantaneous. That's right. And then um, at the end of the round, something those, else happens. Those agents sort of move down. They like live. They're living through history. Right. And they move down, and they and uh, and they collect very cage baker. Yeah, very cage baker. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you know those books. We love those books. I love those books. Uh, they live through history, and they learn about history. So they get they get these cubes, these these black cubes, history cubes that I uh, that represent knowledge. Oh right, right, history. Uh, right. There's there's knowledge. There's artifacts yep. that they can that well, they can yeah. Get. The artifacts have been renamed as discoveries. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so you can use your knowledge to make discoveries. And then discoveries are things that uh, that show up, uh, like you make a discovery in the past, and voila, it's in your it's in your empire it's in, in your the present, present <laughs> and it scores. So and it those scores. are good. Yep. And then uh, and then after that, there's an event. Each age has a couple of events mm-hmm. that can trigger. One mm-hmm. of the two will trigger every every round, mm-hmm. based on how many agents have been played in that in that age and okay. on that space. And uh, those events also cause things to ripple downstream. Right. Wow. We played it, uh, or in, uh, the last, mm-hmm. right before you went to Gen Con. That's right. We, we sort of had a last play test before Gen Con here. Played with a couple of comics, Jared Logan and Kara Clank. Yep. Had a great time. Had a great time. Kara Clank winning, winning, winning. winning. <laughs> Kevin Flanagan Crushing. swoops in for the... For the and uh, yep, had uh, just works her at the end, and there. just <laughs> completely decimates <laughs> her empire. But she was so close to winning; it was so funny that because um, she didn't, she was like, I kind of psyched that she didn't know what she was doing, but she was winning because right. that's how it is with board games. And she's a bit of a ringer too. She's like, I don't know what I'm doing. Win, 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 win. <laughs> I think that's right. a. I think that's a. Uh, oh, I think that's a, a typical sort of thing for her. Oh, is is that? Oh, maybe that's how she plays games. <laughs> I think she might play them. Like, I don't really know how this game goes. Win. <laughs> right, because because Jared is there constantly playing games, so Kara plays games. That's right. And uh, so she's like, no, I yeah, don't know how she's this a gamer. game. She's a gamer. She's a gamer. She knows. And she's gamer adjacent. Right. And, I'm not uh, falling for it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we played that and we played Bring Your Own Book. Yes. And that was fun. And that was fun. So um, other than that. Mm-hmm. I played a bunch of other games. You played a bunch of other games. You played yep. other people in the first exposure or? Um, I did. I, I or did, did you one, just watch? Um, I actually did one. And I, I, I had planned to spend more time in the, in the first exposure Playtest hall, um, playing other people's games, but uh, it turns out there's a lot to do. 
Right. And I didn't spend as much time. But I did play uh, a play test in there of a guy that uh, they needed players. They needed role-playing game players. I am one of those. Yes. And um, <laughs> Oh, and, for, a, for a new role-playing game? Yeah. Well, it turns out it wasn't a new role-playing game. It was a, um, a, a new setting for, uh, for D&D. So oh. it was an ancient Greek uh, myth, myth setting, oh. mythological setting. So they, From Wizards of the Coast? No, no, oh. from a third party. Okay. And so we were basically playtesting um, centaurs and satyrs. Okay. And uh, Egyptian jackal-headed people. And, okay. Uh, basically different, different races and classes you could play in D&D. But set in, uh, in sort of ancient, yeah. ancient times. Yep. And... It's not Wizards of the Coast, but did they use sort of the same? I mean, they they all use the same sort of chart system, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was it was for D anD D. So uh, Wizards of the Coast has opened up the license. Oh, okay. So other people can publish supplements. And okay. things Using the D anD D rules. Ah. And so that's what fifth edition rules. Yes, fifth edition. Okay. It's uh, this it makes me sound like I know things. It's right. Kind of, and I do sort of know things. <laughs> you do know things. I know, you know things. You know some things. You've been you've been hanging around here uh, long enough. <laughs> You can you know some things. I know some things. You know some things, and and, and so I played that, and then um, what was your character? I was. What was I? Ancient Mesopotamian shaman. I was a satyr. Warlock. Yes, you are. Uh, <laughs> you're you were a satyr war- warlock. Uh huh. Oh wow! So magic user. Yep, magic magic and usury. Don't you think satyrs would have pretty good ranger skills? Uh, they would, but there was somebody else playing a ranger. Oh, okay. And I think he was also a satyr, actually. Let me think as I, as I think on it. I don't remember. There were eight people at the table, and, uh, and it Begin. was a two-hour playtest, and uh, they wanted us to create characters. So oh. we didn't actually get a whole lot of time to play. Right. Because uh, creating characters is the hardest. Well, I mean, it can, they, be, fiddly. It can be fiddly, right? And, he, and the guy who was running it did a pretty good job of making sure that we... Uh, we're like, stay on pace. You're like, don't, <laughs> don't get ahead of the group because I, I don't want to explain these things eight times. Okay. Uh, so, so yeah. So by by the end of it, we had like, you know, he split us into two groups and he ran basically two groups at the same time. Oh, okay. To try to get us in a little bit of an adventure, and, and we fought some undead things. And did you fun. did you run into Jared at all, Logan? I did not. Okay, I know it. I forgot that he was there, and I never saw him. Right, I just remembered that he was there <laughs> because he loves role playing games as well. Right, I, I keep thinking, did you meet uh, versions of yourself? Because you're really good at describing how to play games and keeping people sort of on task and saying, right. "I don't want to explain I mean, this." Everybody eight there times. was basically a version of me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know exactly what you mean. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I did play. So there's another role playing game that I wanted to give a shout out to that I, I ended up playing with um, with my friends uh, Barack Blackburn and um, and Mike Goudreau. Okay, I think, I think I got his last name right wrong, but anyways. Okay. Uh, um, and so we Barack played, and Mike. Yep, and we, we he, they they're friends. They they live on the East Coast, and I met them. A handful of years ago at Gen Con, and we've been we've become friends, and so we try to play games together. Nice at Gen Con, and that's nice. And uh, we played a game called Velvet Generation. What is that? And that was a game. It was a role playing game set in 2070. Okay. And in in 2070, music and the other arts have been outlawed <gasps> because they're too subversive. Dun dun dun. So it's a dystopian future. Right. But <laughs> yep. Aliens that live a hundred light years from Earth started getting rock and roll from Earth, and they kind of like it. And they kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, like uh, especially the 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 sort of glam pop stuff. <laughs> and so uh, they they came they're, they're, they've come to Earth as sort of tourists looking for Bowie, looking for Bowie and the <laughs> Rolling Stones and, uh, and, and others of that ilk, mm-hmm. not finding them because it's been a hundred years. Right. And so they've started rock and roll bands. The aliens it's, have. Yeah. Oh, you told me about this. Yeah. So we were playing the aliens. Rock, we were playing a rock and roll band partially made up of aliens. Okay. Were you an alien? I was not. You were a human in the band. I was a human guitarist. And the the game had a really cool uh, sort of cooperative dice sharing mechanic 
for when you do gr- when you do things together, like when you play music together. Oh, right. Or when you fight together. So it had. Or this, when you all try to get in the van at <laughs> or once. When you try, all try to get in the van at once. <laughs> that almost happened. There was, I want that to happen. We were uh, yeah. So um, and so you know and the and you know it's illegal. So there's you oh, know right. Oh, so you're you're sneaking so around. We are underground rock and roll bands, right. partially made up of of Ziggy Stardust like aliens. Oh my gosh! And wow. it was really really fun. That sounds really fun. And did, did the aliens have like sort of superpowers compared to humans? Kind of. They could they could slowly shape shift. <laughs> <laughs> slowly, slowly. Oh, fair enough. All right. You know, so you know, like you know, they could sort of change their look and, mm-hmm. and gender. They didn't really have gender in the same way that that humans have gender, right? So they could be kind of androgynous, and they could you know they could slowly morph the way that they. How that long they did it take them to morph? Was it like an hour, or was it days? It Un- did not come un- up. Unclear. Yeah, unclear. Did yeah. not come up. Yeah. Well, that would have come up a lot quicker. I was like, what? <laughs> nice. But mostly they didn't. I mean... Well, oh, mostly they just stayed looking mostly, like they got to look? No, no. Mostly they didn't have powers. Oh, okay. And no, how was, long did you play that game? We played that game for four hours. Oh, my gosh. And it was really fun. There was a there was the three of us and a couple other people. Uh-huh. And uh, we were the uh, uh, the Chicago Lemon Drops. <laughs> No, Chicago lemon bars. Lemon bars. Lemon oh, bars, of course. <laughs> Not hard candy. We're talking brownies, right? Okay. And, uh, and we had a we had a rival. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Johnny Snot. <laughs> our rival, Johnny Snot. Yeah. Uh, More and, punk. And his band, and we and we uh, and, and we uh, we we he he tried to get he he took over a he called in sick for us at a, for a gig. Yeah, which is not okay. <gasps> Oh, sabotage. Sabotaged. Mm-hmm. And so we went and re-sabotaged his, his gig and took over for him mm-hmm. and uh, did really well. Blues Brothers. That's how they got that one gig. That's right. And, uh, and then <laughs> yeah, they... we had that. We had that. Blo- we had that Blues Brothers moment <laughs> where you had drank all the profits. I wonder. That's right. And then and... this other band that was that, that was much more popular than us. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a big fight. And uh, amongst themselves, like bands and do, their, and their lead singer stormed off. <gasps> and then the next day, we get a call from the, the 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 club organizer guy, yeah, underground illegal club organizer guy, saying, "Hey, the that guy stormed off and went drinking with a bunch of people, and now he's like out in these suburbs, forty five minutes away, and has no way to get back. Will you guys go and get him?" <laughs> I love <laughs> that the adventures are just kind of. No, that's what how bands live. That right, guy right. ended up hanging out with a bunch of townies, and that's now right. he's outside of town, and someone has to go get him. And somebody has to go get him. <laughs> <laughs> so did Barack, uh, Barack, yep. and Mike make the game? No, no, no. This was we we all we all just signed up to play this game. Oh, it was somebody else's yeah, game. Yeah, somebody else's game. And was it a play test or is it out? Um, it's it was sort of a play test, and it's something that's been kickstarted. Okay, so it's a Kickstarter. It's game. a Kickstarter game, um, but it hasn't been published officially yet. So it's in the in in the in the middle of, of getting published. Are there kick? I know there are, but uh, in the world of uh, Kickstarter, famous people in okay. the world of board games. Yes, did you get to meet any of them? You know, I did not. All right, um, there's a few of them, and I think that I could probably get an introduction to them if I tried like- through people that I know. Right, like two two degrees of separation. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Ed knows all of them. Oh, right, because Ed Baraff does right. his own Kickstarter. He's probably it's, kickstarting something right now. He, uh, very soon. Very oh, soon he's okay. going to kickstart a game that's really, really very good. That you got to playtest as well? or um, I didn't. I, I playtested this one earlier at, an, at, at Potospiel. Oh, okay. Um, back in April. Um, but this is one where um, you, have a, you have a little team of, of sort of anthropomorphic fox adventurers <laughs> and you're fighting giant monsters. Oh, you have so, a, a team of foxes, like a kit? Yeah. And then the kit had like mice Templar yeah, <laughs> head yeah. off to fight monsters? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my God, and that's one awesome. player plays the monster. Okay. And one player plays the, the group of foxes. Oh, it's and a so two-player it's, game. It's a two-player uh, uh, asymmetrical game. Asymmetrical meaning that the, that the players are not, they don't have the same set of powers. Okay. Like the giant, the big giant has a totally different set of powers. Oh, I have that, 
The yeah, Godzilla yeah, 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 game. Yeah, you have the Godzilla game, which is very similar. Yeah. He listens to the Dork Forest. I can't remember his name. Well, shout out. Shout out. Uh, Godz- that Godzilla game, JackieJackieCation.com, if you want me to send you an email uh, reminding you where you can get that. Because I like that game. Yeah. That no, someone fun. plays the Gamera-like Godzilla character. That's right. That stomps out of the ocean. Right. And, and the other player <laughs> plays all of the army. The army <laughs> and, the, and the townspeople That's trying to stop the Toyota. Godzilla monster. Yeah. Of Toyota? Uh, Tokyo. Which is where Toyota came from. Uh, but, and I have a Toyota. Weeding off, uh, right. coming back, coming back to it. Now, you also did a show. I did. I did do a show. Andy uh, Ashcraft, performer. I, w- I basically stepped in. They, they, they contacted you and said, Are you going to Gen Con? Are you going to Gen Con? So it's, it's Wonder Dave. Oh, yeah, Wonder Dave. Wonder Dave. I did his shows up at – they always do cons, and I did one of their, their cons in yeah, San Francisco. Yeah, they're a bunch of uh, basically comedy nerd comics. Yeah. And uh, they go around as uh, – their group is called the Comedio. It's, yeah, it's Comedio with a K, K-O-M-E-D-I-O, right. I believe. And they do cosplay, and they do sketch, yep. and they do stand-up. He was dressed as Wario. <laughs> Which is the bad guy from Mario Brothers? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and uh, um, and they had three shows in a row. They did right. the this sort of this thing called Nerd Rage, the Great Debates, right? Where they uh, debate topics on stage, right? Nerdy, so, nerdy topics. Nerdy topics is like uh, Batman versus Superman or whatever. Right. Right, yeah. right. And then and then they had this show, which was basically a. a, a uh, spoken word, storytelling-y sort literary? of show. Literary pop. That's what it was called. Yeah, literary right. pop. And then they followed that with an actual comedy show. Just full-on stand-up. So full-on straight-up stand-up. Yeah, there you go. And so uh, you they, did invited you, they invited you to do this show. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were not there, so you could not make it. And they're like, well, uh, could you send your husband? <laughs> I don't know. He writes. He writes. <laughs> he's He's entertaining. <laughs> And and did you have fun? I did. I did have fun. Uh, what did you write about? So, and I, you want to read it? Yeah, I can read it. I've How? got it right here. You've not heard it yet. I have not heard it. And you are uh, you feature prominently in this story, by the way. What? Yep, it's true. Who set doesn't your, want to be featured? Mic down. Who doesn't want to be featured prominently? Set your mic down and be an audience member. <laughs> here we go. My wife is a stand-up comic. I am not. She says that I am comedy adjacent. That means that I am frequently. Nearly funny. <laughs> I guess that's true. I get one, if I get one laugh out of you in the next five minutes, I'll call it a win. She bought me this shirt. It has bananas all over it. I love this shirt. She will sometimes hide a $5 bill in the pocket when it's hanging in the closet and then whisper earnestly to me, there's money in the banana shirt. <laughs> she goes up to toddlers, looks deep in their eyes and says, you will see me three more times. <laughs> She's funny. See, I get a laugh with her jokes. <laughs> I am a game designer. Shocking here at Gen Con. I fell in love with role-playing games when I was 13 years old. D&D, Champions, Star Frontiers. And look, now I'm here. My wife, she's a comic and I'm a game designer. When we met, it was murder. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Any heart-to-heart fans? <laughs> there, there were none. There were none? <laughs> anyway, I'm here at Gen Con with a prototype board game based on time travel. I'm running playtests in the first exposure playtest hall, which is one of my absolute favorite things about the convention. My game is actually an empire-building, worker-placement, area-control time travel game. My playtests are at 8 a.m., but anytime, really, because, you know, time travel. Uh, <laughs> how, how long does your game last, you might ask? Well, sometimes it ends before it starts. We don't know. We don't know, because time travel. Mine is not the first time travel game created, nor will it be the last. Or maybe it will be the first one ever created. We'll, never, we'll know after I've finished because time travel. I have a million of them. I've played all the other time travel games I could as research. But my favorite two are Tragedy Looper and Loop Incorporated. Tragedy Looper pits one player against the others who are trying to prevent a tragedy from occurring. Loop Incorporated is a hand-building game where you're forced to replay the same cards in the same order every turn. It seriously turned my brain sideways, but in a good way. Wow. I've also been consuming as many time travel stories as I can get my hands on. Movies, books, TV, comics. There's a ton of material to choose from. Sometimes the time travel mechanics are mind-blowingly great, but sometimes the explanations are uh, <laughs> less well thought out. I mean, I get that it's science fiction and not actual science, but still. 
My favorite, for its simplicity, is from the movie Primer. It gets rid of the questions of multiple alternate realities altogether, and instead just creates short-lived multiple people. If you dig into the way the Time Turner works in the Harry Potter books, it basically works the same way. You have duplicates of yourself running oh, wow. around at a, in a certain period of time, and then the duplicates go away and become the real person again. Wow. Mostly I've been looking at these time travel stories to make sure my game is using the best, most well-understood tropes, but also steering clear of the most overused tropes. I want to make sure that my game is at least nods to the most famous time travel story ideas. Can you go back and kill Hitler in my game? Uh, maybe not. <laughs> what I have discovered is there are two ideas that are almost all that are with with are common with almost all time travel stories, and they are a there are unintended consequences to time travel. Oh. Ray Bradbury wrote a famous story, A Sound of Thunder, in which a time traveler accidentally steps on a butterfly in prehistoric times and finds that his entire world is different when he returns to the present. That idea has been popularized and evolved into the butterfly effect and used to describe chaos theory, which is really just pseudoscience metaphor for unintended consequences. The second super common idea is that people choose to go back in time to change their worlds for the better. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Here are some examples. Killing Hitler to prevent World War II. (laughs) Making millions on the stock market. Making sure your hot teenage mom falls in love with your nerdy dad. (laughs) Preventing the Japanese from destroying the entire U.S. Navy at Pearl Harbor. Oh. As an aside, there are so many time travel back to World War II stories, but I can't think of any World War I time travel stories. (laughs) Why has no one written about preventing the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand? (laughs) All of this reminds me of a social media theme we see all the time. What would you say to your 12-year-old self? Oof. The idea is that we could go back in time and tell our younger selves something that would help them, or at least ease the passage from childhood to adulthood. Be thankful for your parents. Don't do quite so many drugs. <laughs> Don't worry, you will probably get laid someday. <laughs> It'll get better. But I wonder how that scene plays out from the other side. What would it be like as a 12-year-old to have this vaguely familiar-looking middle-aged guy <laughs> say, D&D will change your life? <laughs> I think my response might have been, stranger danger! <laughs> and run like hell in the other direction. Now, if I was smart enough to explain to my 12-year-old self who I really am, and he believed me, mm-hmm. I think my younger self's reaction would have been, you have a time machine and you came back to tell me about Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> when did I become an idiot? <laughs> Tell me how to make a time machine. (laughs) It's funnier, I think, to go back in time and troll your young friends and loved ones. You know, tell them something that you can reference later. Ooh. You will see me three more times. (laughs) Or, there's money in the banana shirt. Ooh. Thank you very much. You did a callback. I did. You did. Nice. (laughs) I did not see the callback coming. So it's funny because I I wrote all that. Yep, on the plane, right out to Gen Con. Sure. Oh my God, you're you could do stand up any time now. <laughs> right, and I found that uh, that all I needed to do to make it sort of flow easy is to try to write it in your voice. Oh, all right. So I just imagined Jackie saying these things, and it was like, <laughs> oh, okay, I can write this. <laughs> Uh, well, then I guess I can hire writers, can't I? If uh, if it's so easy to write in my voice, well, I mean, that is, but you—it's easy for you it's to write. It's easy my, for me. I, we're married nearly right. twelve years. So. Nearly twelve years. Know, two more months. Two more months. We'll be married twelve years. So that's what I did on Saturday night. Right. That was Saturday night. That was Saturday night. My friend Bob came down from Chicago on Saturday night, so he got to see it. Uh, he in fact, in fact, recorded it. Oh, did he? Yes, or he said he, he missed the first bit, but he recorded it on his phone. It's a classic. Yeah. I missed the, I missed the right, beginning. Right. They're like, oh, shit, I should be recording this. <laughs> I bet you comedy, uh, the comedy people. They might have recorded it as well. They probably recorded it as well. I, I did the show one time, and I spoke of the, pers- the purpose of superheroes or something like that. And I think I oh I know I think I read my review of Wonder Woman. Oh, you know what it is. This is a package of all of my uh, new enamel pins from Made by Cooper. It's uh, spooky reading girl pins and meat shield pins. So feel free to order. 
They're uh, PayPal me 10 bucks if you are in the United States of America. And I will send you $10 per. And I will send you a meat shield or a spooky reading girl pin. And if you are in another country, sadly, they're 20 bucks each because postage is ridiculous. Anyway, welcome back to the show, Andy Ashcraft. Thank you. It's good to be here. <laughs> so, yeah, this microphone blows. No. Why don't you tell a story while I grab another microphone? Okay. Um, what can I talk? I can talk? I can talk about some of the neat games that I played in the, the dealer room, demos that I played. Uh, one of my favorites, I think, was this game called Titan. And it's a game about mining the moon Titan. The uh, moon of Jupiter. Oh wow! Uh, and uh, you have a, a drop ship, and you're basically you, it, the game itself had this this cool board that had sort of it, looked like, it, was, it was sort of built like an arena, but it was meant to be the moon and then the outer layers of the gas, the, the sort of the outer layers of the planet. But it sort of stepped up as it went outside, as it went out uh, out to the outside. So uh, when you started, you're on the outside ring. And then you can build pipes down to the next ring down, and then you can build pipes down to the next ring down, and finally into the core where all the juicy, the juicy goodness that you want is. But in your pipes itself becomes this network of stuff, and everybody's building pipes around it, and uh, you can use other people's pipes to get to move stuff around. Oh wow! As well as your own pipes, but you have to pay them a little bit to do it. Sure. And uh, and so. Uh, it was pretty cool, and it was uh, uh, it was kind of a worker placement game, but it had sort of it had these drones, these robot drones that you could move around. Uh, but it was mostly just sort of a, a build a network and build and, and extract stuff from the planet uh, game. And so I really liked that one. Okay. And yes, yeah. and it was an early prototype that the that the publisher was showing, just to see I think how the how people would react to it. Yeah, I have a flyer for it. It'll get kickstarted in next year sometime. So, uh, so it's still a long ways away from getting kickstarted. Oh, fair enough. And and did you know what you were mining for? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's the the juicy goodness at the center of the planet was basically <laughs> rocket fuel kind of. Okay, stuff. dilithium crystals. Yeah, yeah. But you sure. could also get um, there was uh, pollution would get generated, and you you could sometimes suck up pollution which you didn't want. All oh, right. And so there was ways to get rid of that. And there was ways to um, to build out your pipes better. So you can basically create this other sort of in- engine for... Oh, okay. I have a theory about this uh, this this, uh, this clicking, mm. uh, that my Zoom, which is r- almost eight years old now, oh. and has traveled quite some... It has a lot of miles on it. It has a lot of... It uh, might be time to get a new Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Lori Kilmartin bought a new Zoom. Yeah. And it was... Uh, and it looks pretty cool, so... That would also oh, be fun. So that might be a thing. To have a nice new... That might be a thing. That might be a thing to get a new Zoom. Anyway, um, what, el- what else did you play? Uh, gosh, I played, I played DC Heroes again with, with, with Barak and Mike. Is that another role-playing yep, game? Yep, a superhero role-playing game. I played Martian Manhunter. Oh, and they what played... is his... his he's, he's telekinetic? He's a, he's a Martian. Okay. Um, and he has... Uh, he can... Um, uh, he can go invisible. Oh. He can also go sort of intangible, kind of like the vision. Okay. And he has... Kitty uh, Pride? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Kitty, he can Kitty pass Pride. through? Right. He's also really strong, and he can fly. Wow. Well, yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's a heavy hitter. Yeah. He's a heavy hitter. Yeah. And, uh, but he's afraid of fire. Oh, he is? Yeah. Is it PTSD, or is there something else going on? No, no, it's, it's part of the Martian thing. Okay, all Martians are afraid yeah, of fire? They're, they're, they, get, they get hurt more by fire. Oh, okay. So he's afraid of fire. And uh, we were, uh, so we were sort of the Justice League B-string, B-league, sort okay. of Justice League. And so they, my friends were playing Booster Gold and... <laughs> I don't remember Booster and Gold. And Blue Beetle. I vaguely remember Blue Beetle. They were they were sort of they together they were sort of a jokery pair of people in the in the nineties and the okay. and the early two thousands and in the Justice League, and they were constantly just like the other the other more serious superheroes couldn't get them to take it seriously, okay. but they were still very effective. Okay, so they still stopped crime. Yeah, but they were just quippy. Right, right. Okay, and, yeah. Booster Gold is from the future. Oh, and uh, and has some future tech. 
at his okay. disposal. And um, and Blue, Blue Beetle? Beetle is a, a kind of a Tony Stark character, but but funnier. Oh, okay. Um, How is that has possible? A, and has a uh, has a super suit. Okay. And, and a supercar? Does he have a VW Beetle? He does. He has a. He has a. He, there's a. There's there's a Beetle machine. And, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. So the three <laughs> it was Blue Beetle, Booster Gold, Martian Manhunter, Zatanna, Zatanna, who is who's it, the who's the the, the sort of magic of hell? magic using. She's magic using. No, no, no. You're thinking of. Uh, you're thinking of um, Set, Setana in the Marvel universe. Who's, right. Who's one married of, to Deadpool? Uh, no, no, you're thinking about a totally different character now. <laughs> uh, I have gone <laughs> you have, deep you, into the long boxes. You have conflated uh, a couple of demon lady characters together, <laughs> right. which is not hard to do. And because uh, they but Zatanna is a, a top hat wearing um, magic uh, magician. Oh, we, did we read her? Yeah, yeah. We, there was a very short-lived comic about a year and a half ago that we read. Oh, I think I liked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, she's great. She's, she she does she tra- magic. Did she live through time? And she was constantly like the like she's been around forever, right? She's been around for a long time, yeah. So at one point, did she have um, was were, were, did they want to burn her as a witch? And she was like, "You really should just leave me alone." Mm. Or who was that? I thought I'm top not lady. sure who that is. Okay, um, but uh, but she when she says her spells, she basically just says what she wants to happen backwards. Oh, she's that. She's that. She's the backward speaking spellcaster. She, okay. And so, uh, so that was that was a character. Uh, who else was there? Um, oh, Green Lantern. People love Green Lantern. Green Lantern can make anything. He can make anything. What does he do with it? Well. <laughs> That's always been my question. I don't know enough about Green. Green Lantern's like Doctor Strange for me. Okay. I finally get Doctor Strange. Yep. But it took a while. Right. Because he's the Sorcerer Supreme. Right. Green Lantern. Yeah. Talk to me about uh, Green Lantern. Green Lantern is uh, uh, is more like the no. The Green Lantern Corps is basically like the Nova Corps. Okay. In, in Marvel. In Marvel, yeah. And in DC, it's the Green Lantern Corps. There's uh, every solar system gets a Green Lantern protector. And the Nova Corps, everyone has a fancy helmet. Right. And, and in the Green Lantern Corps, Corps, everybody has a fancy ring. Everyone gets a ring. Right. And they, the ring allows them to project uh, sort of solid green energy thing and, and make stuff out of the solid green energy. And what would you make besides a hammer? Well, you could make anything. Um, in one case, uh, in this game, uh, he made a fan to blow away the fog. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> the fog sort of rolled in. We were fighting demons okay. in, a, in a graveyard. Oh, okay. And, uh, As and you so do. The, you know, the spooky fog rolled in. Mm-hmm. And so he, he, used, he made a, a, the thing. And he also made, at one point, he, he captured a demon in an Iron Maiden uh, made out of energy. Oh, okay. And then used that to hit the other demon. Oh, he picked up the whole Iron Maiden and threw it at. Yep. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That is efficient. Yep. Um. <laughs> it actually was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Like, but they can't make like emotional things, or or um, like, can they like, make a plane? Like sadness? <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I don't know. I make sadness with uh, my ring. With my uh, ring, that is a different ring. That's a different ring. Um, what about? What um, can they make like a Wonder Woman's plane? Could they make like a plane and then you fly can make a plane? It? Can they fly? Yeah. Well, they can fly already. They can fly already. Yeah, yeah. The ring allows flight. Yeah, yeah. And the ring allows super strength, um, a little bit. Okay, and, and some toughness. Basically, like the like the the the, the Nova helmet, you know, gives them gives them. It's like a ring of protection. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And exactly. a bunch of other things. So, but they can already fly. And they can already right uh, are are a little tougher yep. and a little faster and a little all that. That's right. Okay, so then they when they need to make something, so they don't really need to make a plane. No. They, they might, but sometimes they make like like they flew us. We, uh, we got flown around in a bubble. Okay. So you could make. He made this bubble. We oh, for got, everybody else. Got inside, and then they, they flew us around. Okay. Yeah, that's that's fairly common. Okay. That kind of that kind of thing. That all right. I need to read more Green Lantern. 
which is not a cry for Steve Mandel to send me a giant book of Green Lantern. I want it to happen organically. Right. But that was really fun. It was uh, very sweet. Yeah. Uh, because, again, playing with, with, with Barack and Mike. Right, right. And they we were being, and they were being silly funny. Uh, Batman was an NPC. Okay. And he was trying to sort of guide us from the from the Justice League headquarters. Non-player character, and, yes. Uh, and... Uh, and Booster Gold, he kept Booster Gold kept hanging up on him. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the game master? Uh, uh, a friend of a oh, friend a friend of, of theirs. Yeah, was it he being driven mad? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he was having fun with it. Oh, good. Because later on, he got he got back. Like at one point after we 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 had finished. Uh, Booster Gold called up to the headquarters and, and Batman just hung up on him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, must be in between cell receptors. Uh, that is hilarious. Um, <laughs> so every day you'd get there at 8. So Gen Con right. as a thing. And then you also told me you were in the dealer room. How was the dealer room? Oh, the dealer room was super fun. So that's where I played the Titan uh, prototype because that was the publisher sort of showing off a new prototype. Oh wow! So I guess the dealer room in a in a board game or tabletop game convention will have also places to play. Oh, so many, <laughs> so many! But it's like a booth. You go to a booth and they have some tables set up, and uh, usually it's it's a little cramped and uh, but it's a uh, but it was fine. Okay, I mean that's the that's yeah. the nature of things, right? Right. I played a couple of other prototypes I really liked. Um, Spirit of the Wild. What's that? Which was a two player game. Where you are, um, you're collecting these stones, and the stones are for victory points, but they can also be used to basically summon or kind of use these spirit animal powers mm-hmm. uh, to collect more stones, of course. Oh, okay. And there's a fox character that, that, that you can use to, to, to block other people. See, there's a fox that you can get moved back and forth from one side of the oh, table oh, to the other okay. as a blocker. Mm hmm. Uh, and that was very that was nice. That was a nice little game. I actually quite liked that little game. Okay, and was it quick? It was pretty quick. Yeah, like a twenty minute game. I I like a twenty minute game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't I don't mind a, a, a commit a commitment game, a game of like two or three hours, but it's not as much. Right, it's right. a it's I mean, it's a different. It's just a different day. For yeah, me. yeah. It's, it's a different it's a different game experience. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you play the little games as sort of like uh, party as an games opening, or, uh, as an as oh, an yeah. opener, mm-hmm. like a, a little. Uh, uh, palette or palette cleanser between bigger games. Sure. So, or at the end of the day, end of the day, and after playing a big game, you're like, let's play a little game of sort of the little apples to apples, little apples to apples to end off the night. Right, where it's just m- mellow and you can still have conversation. That's right. And because some of the big games, like there was that uh, zombie game, White Winter, or oh yeah, um, uh, uh, remember that one with the yeah, yeah. stand up characters? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm coming up with the name of it. It is Dead of Winter. Dead of Winter. Yep. And that one was so intense. Yeah. It's that, super intense. <laughs> and uh, at the end of it, I was like, I'm going to need something to be able to sleep. <laughs> one of the other one of the other guys told at the storytelling thing told about uh, talked about Dead of Winter a little bit. Oh, did he? Yeah, and he talked about how how frequent it was that the dog character was the betrayer <laughs> because you, you, that game might have. Has a betrayal mechanic in it. Oh, that's right. And one of the players might be working against everybody else. Right. And uh, and, and frequently the, it's the dog. Frequently it's the dog for because some reason. Because people find it funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, note to self: the next time I play that, exactly. Get the exactly. dog. Get the dog. It's uh and and because nobody wants to kill a dog. Well, right. Like, why would yeah, exactly. Why would the dog betray you? The dog doesn't betray you, right? In Dogs real life, can't betray you. No, they can't. It's not their fault. Exactly. If they're grumpy, they're dogs. And then I, I, I bought a game that uh, oh, I did think you know? Be exactly the kind of game that you like—a little twenty-minute game. It's okay. A little Tangrams game. What's that? Uh, you know, the Tangrams are those little those triangles and things that you you place on the table to make shapes. Okay. We have a we have a little set of tangrams in the closet. We oh, never, do we? I mean, I, I, I have it because I think, oh, that'll be a, a neat mechanic to make a game out of. And then, lo and behold, somebody has done so. <laughs> right. And it's an um, Einstein game, though. And the ten, and the little shapes that you play on the table, little triangles, all look like they are blackboards. Okay. So it's like you know, scrawls, mathematical scrawls, and and, on and the stuff black, on yeah. the blackboard, and you're putting them together to. Uh, 
to have sort of make big insights. Okay. Einsteinian insights. It's it's like those uh, um, the poetry magnets. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, totally. That that's actually a great idea. I could probably turn this into a magnet game. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's because, just hooking. It's just making these, putting these shapes together to make bigger shapes. Right. And the and the. Um, and if there's mathematical equations written on each tiny thing, mm-hmm. it's not actually going to turn into anything. No, no, no. Not, not unless you have that savant that makes you go, <laughs> I see something. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. And, uh, but what's cool about the game, the, the, sort of the thing that's most uh, charming about the game yes. is that all of you are playing Einstein at different places in his life. So one of you is young Einstein. Oh. One of you is sort of the, the middle, middle Einstein. One right. of you is old Einstein. And one of you is the Einstein that's been, that was like super popular like in the 50s. Oh. <laughs> so, so there's like these, these – everybody's playing these different, different Einsteins. Right. And are they are, – are, do you play them differently? Do they have different characteristics? No. No, they're no, just, no, just <laughs> you just have a different card in front of you that says uh, his hair is whiter. Right, right. His exactly. hair is less white. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is where uh he divorced his wife and stopped giving her credit. Right. This is that guy. Right. <laughs> and I bought it because it came with another game, a, a two player game, uh which was Einstein versus Edison. Oh. And I I don't know anything about that game, except that it came free with this game. Oh, okay. And I think that they were not of an age. No. I think Edison was much older. Yes, yes, yes. Edison Yeah. Was probably oh, twenty sorry. years older. Edison versus Tesla. Oh, Edison versus Tesla. Yeah. Sure. That makes more sense. That makes a lot they more were, sense. Because they were they were actually right. And in that game there's actually you can play, you know, Babbage and you can play the other people who are about the same in the same era. Ooh. Love, I wonder what that Ada, is. Ada Lovelace. Okay. She's in, the, she's in the game. Oh she would be very old at that time too. Uh but no, I mean no. I thought I thought she was eighteen seventies. Because she was Lord okay, Byron's. Yeah, so yeah, there were. So she might be, you know, she might be thirty years older than you. Yeah, yeah. But uh, neat. Yeah. And who cares? Right. <laughs> it's a board exactly. game. <laughs> exactly. And I don't know why I know that. And we'll um, figure out how to play it. Yeah. Let's. Did that one look quick too? Or yeah, the other one looks quick as well, and it's oh. also two player. So oh, you fair and I enough. Can just play. We can just play that. Because yep. we have uh, several two player games that we have not played. It's true. And we have the. I got you that one player game. Right. Friday. Right, which we played a lot of for a little while. For like five weeks, we, we both were constantly playing that game. <laughs> it's like solitaire. Right. It's a solitaire deck building game, and it yeah. was great. And it is, it's a pretty fun game. Yeah, it's really fun. I brought it with me on the road one time about six months ago, eight months ago, and I couldn't figure out how to play it again. So, Oh, um, oh all right. So we yeah. need a refresher. I need a refresher. Okay. And um, That guy, uh, the, ga- the guy that designed that, um, Friedman Fries. It's his name. It's his name. German guy. Great name. All of his games start with F. Because his name is Friedman Fries. Uh huh. And so he's make, he makes sure that all of his games are <laughs> are illiterate. Right. With for F. the Friday, um, yep. Frogtown. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Fiddlesticks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a ton of them, and they all start with F. Oh, that's funny. It's uh, <laughs> you could uh, you could do that. All of your games could start with A's. Nope. Andy Ashcraft. Nope. 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 How's the Hero Instant? Did you play any Hero Instant? We did not. I did, didn't. I didn't take it with me. Uh, I I traveled light this time. Yeah. When I travel with the Hero Instant, I have to travel with you know banners and maps and dice and figures and right because it is a role playing game. It is a role playing game. It's my superhero role playing game. And you can go look at it at theheroinstant.com. Yeah, but it's I haven't messed with that site in a while, so I don't necessarily want to drive <laughs> people to there because it doesn't look so, very good right now. All right. Well. If but you can fix it, I will, email me one day. Right, we'll get that, get it up and going again, and and, and make it a make it a, a concern. Because I like that game. Yeah, yeah, no, I do too, and I and 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 I think about it all the time. I just it just falls off of the to do list. Right, because you have new art. I have do I do have new art. I got new uh, art from one of my ex students. Right, because you're also teaching some game design classes. I teach some game design classes at the New York Film Academy. Um, and which and that's is fun. That's, that's fun. You game get to talk about and interactive storytelling interactive writing. Right. And you get to talk about games yep. and stories yep. and then games again. And then I get to play these games that these students make and they're awesome. Right. The student, yeah, the students make games and you're, you come home and say, 
oh my gosh, they yeah. really they nailed this one. Yeah, yeah. And they create worlds that they are create interesting. Worlds and uh, interesting worlds and uh, yeah. So I get a lot of I get a lot of enjoyment out of that. And you bring sort of the same, or you have been you you've been bringing sort of the same four or five games to help them learn different mechanics, right? Like you bring Scotland Yard. Right, right. For the class that I teach in the fall, right. Um, I bring Scotland Yard, and we do a we, we do an exercise around Scotland Yard. I bring, um, which I've only played once now, right. And it was kind of fascinating. I played it on Joko. I play. Oh, that's right. I played it on Joko yeah, yeah. on the Joko cruise. Yeah, I really like Scotland Yard. It's so simple. And um, you just have to narrow down. You're you're chasing Jack the Ripper. Right, right. One of you plays. No, no. That's the that's the that's a variant game. Okay. Called, uh, Letters from Whitechapel. Okay. <laughs> you're you're playing. You're you, one of you is is a robber. Okay. Um, uh, and the rest, everybody else plays detectives. And so it's, a, it's a one versus many game. Oh, that's right. And you run around. And you run around. You all you have to do is basically uh, the the it's a hidden hidden information. The robber only reveals his location like three times over the course of the game. Right. And the detectives have to figure out where he is based on the kind of, the modes of transportation that he's he's using. Planes, so trains, he, and automobiles. Yeah, exactly. Is he on the, on the tube? Mm-hmm. On the, or is he on a bus? Or is he in a taxi? And that's oh, right. the information that the, that the detectives get. Right. Three times a... Well, no, once every turn they get that information. Oh, they get that information. Oh, what, oh mode of travel. Mode of travel. They get the mode of travel information every turn, but they, and, but they don't get but they don't get his actual location except for three times. And the robber game. gets to travel on water too, doesn't? The yeah, that's right. Water uh, and the, and, yes, water right. Taxi? And so there's a there's a ferry. Okay. That runs down the Thames because it's all in London. Right. And the, the the robber can take that ferry if he can get to one of the ferry docks. If he can get to one of the ferry stations. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I did like that game. And then you play sometimes Cash and Guns. Cash and Guns. I, I, I have a, an exercise around Cash and Guns. Right. Which is fun. And Yahtzee. Oh, and, and Yahtzee. <laughs> and which, right. which, the Yahtzee slash uh, King of New York. Or oh. King, of, King of Tokyo. That's right. So I play King of to- play play. Do you do uh, King of Tokyo or King of New York? I think I, I actually I've been doing King of New York because it's a little bit more a little bit more complex. Yeah, uh, but it's basically because it's it's Yahtzee. Yeah, it is Yahtzee. Remember that? What was that game that had all the dice and you rolled it at the same time? And we thought it would be fun, and it was just really loud. Oh right, uh, space- I played that at, at Gen Con like three years ago, and I was like, it was super fun at the convention. Right. Uh, well, it's a game. Uh, it's a Every- space game. It's a, it's you're you play like four people to a team, an eight player game. Right. Three to three, you know, three people or four people per team, and you're basically driving these starships, and it's a starship combat game. Right. But it's real time, so you roll the dice and give the dice to other people to roll, and you're all doing this in real time and trying to communicate with one another, and so it gets very shouty. Right, it's super loud. It's super loud and super shouty because you're basically shouting orders at each other, and the other people across the table are also shouting orders at themselves at, at each other. Right. It is. Yeah, that one was. I wanted that to be more fun than. than Me it, too. Yeah. Uh, and, and then we. I brought it. I brought it home, and we played it once with some people that we didn't know very well. And I think that. Was oh, that the, I think is the. That was the crux of the issue. Right. I want to give that one another try. Okay. With, with friends. Right, like with, with people, people who would you've love known us for if we, uh, a if thousand we generations. At them. Right, right. <laughs> They're like, come on. <laughs> right. Phil Adler can take it. He could take it. He's been yelled at in a game That's before. Right. You just make him the captain, and he'll just yell at everybody. So it'll be fine. He'll love it. He will love it. And uh, um, yeah, yeah, and and yeah. So we just need to play that one again. Right. I've been, we've... been loath to give it up because I feel like I haven't given it a fair shot. Right, and we have we have a just a a big cupboard full of games yeah and i need less games honestly i need to i need to, to clean it out but i don't but like i to thought clean you did out. i cleaned it out a little bit and that's fine i think yeah, it's all right well th- i mean you kept still, everything you wanted right uh, yeah but i have more games that'll fit in the closet now so, <laughs> so now i have a problem <laughs> well that's fine uh we'll figure it out and uh yeah if you kept everything you wanted to keep i'm in, i'm supportive Okay. And uh well, I appreciate your support. Uh, sure, what the heck. And uh <laughs> easy enough. <laughs> it's the least I can do. As Andy Ashcraft likes to say. It's the least I can do. The least you can do. 
than you always do. The, the least, least I could, could do. do. Uh, you know, it's been an hour. So it, are we already out an hour? We're already at an hour. Well, uh, this has been lovely. It has been lovely. This is uh, more board game talk, you guys. More board game talk. You love board game talk, Rangers. And so we've done it. Uh, Jackie Cation over here. Andy Ashcraft over there. Uh, we talked about uh, board games and Gen Con. And it was wonderful. And, oh, I did forget. You know what? Hmm. So close to being over, you guys. I'm Not so sorry. There. Not quite there. Ha ha. And cards against humanity. You can't get rid of me this quickly. <laughs> or me. Oh, right, right. So I was telling you the uh, yesterday. Yeah. That uh, Cards Against Humanity, um, which is a game that that uh, mm, I'm not a big fan of. Well, no, it's the same it's game. Fine. It's apples to apples, but dirty and offensive. Right, and and also. Uh, it less, was made for less, 16 to 25-year-olds. Yeah, I think so. I think more more 13 to 25-year-olds. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but who's letting their 13-year-old play? Oh, they, nobody needs to let somebody play a card game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> but but uh, the company, though, is, is kind of awesome. The company's they're, amazing. They're, kind of, they're, on, they're constantly doing stuff to, like, give back to the community and, and, create, and, and create make the world a better place. Yes. So uh, their booth... Because they, you know, they have a big Cards Against Humanity booth, right? At, at the convention, their booth uh, wasn't selling anything. They were just signing people up to vote. They were just registering people to vote in Indiana. In Indiana, which was amazing. Yeah, this is like using your powers for good. Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, and um, in between fisting jokes. So right. good for them. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, their and, booths, and their booths are always like super bare bones. They never do anything. They have a big black and white sign that just says Cards Against Humanity that they hang up, and that's <laughs> it. They don't do any other kind of, like... Right. And, so, uh, in this case... In this case, they, they just really used it did. to... Uh, and they just had people there with, uh, with forms to sign up, and... It helped, and they're just like, please vote. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I would like to say that. Please vote. And go to vote.org. I, vote, I think it's ivote.org, and you can check, make sure you're registered. And... Um, Take back the night, you guys. Yeah. So, Rangers, thanks so much for listening to the show. And as you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Thank we you. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?